Hello and welcome to Global Digital Futures podcast brought to you by the SOAS Coding Club. I'm your host, Chipoma Pondera, and you're listening to SOAS Radio. Today we have a special broadcast for World Radio Day 2019. Today we're interviewing Max Grafe, a radio engineer who started Radioactive in 2004 to support independent radio. They provide technical assistance and equipment to independent radio stations around the world and believe in the power of radio as a tool for communication, sharing information and facilitating positive change. Hi, Max. Hi. (laughs) Nice to have you here. It's nice to be here. (laughs) Happy World Radio Day. Thank you. It's a day I like to celebrate every year. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, So can you just tell us about when you started and why you picked radio as a medium and um, if there were other models for what you were looking to do? Yeah, sure. So I'd studied sound engineering and acoustics and that kind of thing. I was working in sound system design and acoustic design in Chicago in, in 2002 and that was well it was 2003 just around when the Iraq war started and I I just very much felt that what I was doing although it was you know I enjoyed it it felt like a bit of a luxury at a time when you know there's many important things in the world that need addressing and um, I wanted to get involved in some way in social change and, and be involved in in more important projects than just I guess you know acoustic design is something you can do when things are fine but you know yeah. there's important things to, to work on in the world and at the same time I met people in Chicago who were involved in radio projects in Latin America and friends of mine were saying to me oh we're going to go and set up a little community radio station in Honduras um, and because I know about audio equipment they were asking what DJ mixer should we use that kind of thing so I, I kind of helped them out and then asked them what the project was for and it turned out that it was to work with a, a group that support landless farmers in Honduras setting up new communities on abandoned land. And they use radio as a means to communicate in their villages and tell people what they're about. And I kind of discovered a whole new tool. I, I didn't know what radio was being used for in other parts of the world. Um, and I ended up going with them to Honduras, setting up this radio station. And um, I was in Honduras on my birthday in 2003, and I... I woke up at about 5am and I went outside and I thought, I think this is what I'm going to do. And uh, that's 16 years ago and I'm still doing it. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. And um, since then we've built about 90 different radio stations around the world and supported all sorts of projects in different places. Amazing. And um, what have you discovered about radio and community in the process? Well, that's a big question, quite a, a, a kind Maybe of broad question. Maybe to some of your projects. Yeah, I mean, I, one of the things that's really exciting is when you get people on, on the air, get their radio station going, and then discover how important it is to them. So... Um, I worked on a project in Cameroon where the, they said, look, without this, commun- without this radio, this community is dead. It's got nothing. And I, that sounds like a, it's obviously an exaggeration, but basically they're in a part of Cameroon where um, they don't have any national radio. So they feel detached from the rest of Cameroon. They don't have any local radio. They might get a little bit of radio from Nigeria, but nothing in their languages. So having their own radio station means such a huge amount to them. And that is really exciting to see. And in terms of how radio and community are linked, well, this is an area where the radio reaches about 50,000 people. Most of them are in places that take several days to reach by road. They don't have electricity. They don't have 
much infrastructure but they if you have a little radio you can feel connected to your town and so in terms of building community through the radio well they use that for as a tool for promoting any initiatives in the community for getting messages out they use it as a local notice board if someone like a lost and found they take they, they find a goat on the road they take it to the radio and tell people oh, that we found this goat yeah. um, they go into the hospitals and ask people to send messages to their family through the radio like can you bring some more clothes can you bring this can you bring that they go into the prison and do the same so people can talk to their families through the radio yeah um they they put out this they even put out school results which can be a bit embarrassing um <laughs> if you're so, at the bottom of the class yeah um but they also use it as a tool for 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 dialogue and and you know promoting peace which is obviously what world radio day is about today yeah. because there's all sorts of conflict in this area that you get the uh, the people that that are nomadic that come through with their herds and then there's the people that have their land there and they conflict you know um and then they use the radio as a platform for discussing all the different issues that are coming up and trying to find a way through you were talking about radio and community yeah and um i just wanted to add something to that which is that so this hoodie i'm wearing now for k2k that's our community radio here in london kilburn to kensal radio so it's an it's an online radio station and it's basically a community where anyone can come and have their own show and then you can build your own following through your show you can build your own community through your show so we've got all sorts of different types of shows you've got there's one show that's like metal and radio drama and they do like guerrilla shakespeare where they organize through the show and yeah. get everyone to meet on a street corner and perform shakespeare cool. um there's an arabic music show which is like finding obscure political music and and arabic you know music from all different parts of the world yeah. and getting them to come down and have their show so for me that is a, another way in which radio can promote community is that in fact it promotes many different communities sort of everyone's you know linked through that radio show awesome can you tell us a bit about how radio and some of the projects and how radio is produced in different places how it differs like i found that really interesting when looking at say radio itinerante 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 in mexico and how that's produced versus Calle FM in Myanmar or um, prison radio in Trinidad and Tobago. Do you have any sort of um, stories about that? I mean, there's like different formats you can use, I guess. So one of the things that we did at K2K was we do what's called an SK Speaks Easy, where we basically invite the public to come in and join us and they'll sit down, kind of pull out all the sofas and get everyone to sit down. And then we have a little panel of young people from the estate because K2K is based in the South Kilburn estate, which is quite a marginalised estate in, in northwest London. And then the topic they'll choose a topic for the day and then invite people to kind of just participate in this open debate and have the panellists obviously share their views. And there's a, a guy kind of hosting it and with different questions, but it's basically a chance for the young people to come together and be like, you know, this is our problem. And So that's a really interesting format because it's sort of open and everyone feels like they can participate and it's run by the young people from the estate which makes a big difference to kind of how they feel about coming in and getting involved in terms of the international projects i mean the, one of the difficulties in community radio is is funding you know so often people are doing things like you know they they have limited means of what they can do so you've got you know a presenter with guests coming in and trying to host a discussion 
maybe having in, having call-in shows. That actually, mobile phones have made a massive difference to how radio can operate to broaden the discussion. Because people sometimes say, "Oh, why do we need radio anymore? We've got mobiles. We can talk to each other that way." And I'm, I was like, "Okay." Some people predicted that radio might, you know, lose listenership mm. with mobile phones becoming so widespread. But actually, yeah. what we found is that it just makes it much more interactive it makes it more accessible so even if you can't go to the radio you can yeah. call up and say look in my community this is what's happening or why is this happening yeah. um, and so that's really exciting yeah, um, another format that I think is worth sharing is a friend of mine who runs a improvised radio drama on a pirate station in South London it's set in a community centre called the 492 Corner Club and he does 20 minutes of improvised drama in the club and then he opens the phone lines and says look if anyone wants to you know call in to talk about what you've heard the characters are here in the studio and the actors stay in role yeah and then they get callers to call in and go look what you said there was you know i can't believe you spoke to your mum like that you know blah 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 and then the actors have to respond in character yeah and it's amazing is it community around certain service. types of issues as well yeah yeah he'll be like okay you know they did they recorded a load of episodes and now they just improvise it as a format it's just it's really exciting to to, to witness because people how often can you call your your characters from your favorite shows but that's what he's doing and speaking of like what happens with the stations after they're launched what is the sort of sustainability of the projects afterwards you know do you have any involvement in that in any way it's a really good question so a key way that radioactive works is that we don't come up with ideas for projects and then go and install them somewhere we wait for people to come to us and say we want a radio station and then we'll tell them this is what it's going to cost they have to raise the funds they have to get the space get the license if they want to be licensed they have to get the staff together they have there's a lot to do to get their radio which means that by the time they go on the air they've invested quite heavily Mm. in that process Mm. and obviously the more people invest in something the more they cherish it the more they make it you know they, they work to make it to, to make it work and the reason I mention this is that there's been a lot of initiatives where you know big donor agencies have funded projects or they're like we're going to use radio in this area so let's build 20, 10 radio stations they identify communities that they might want them they install them get them on the air and then the business of running a radio station is not easy so actually you know when things get difficult if if you've just been given a radio station you can be like well let's just walk yeah. away but if you're you, if you're the ones that have set it up and it was your idea and you're making it happen then you're going to make it work when something breaks down you'll find a way to get back on air so by being quite a small organization and, and we don't have the funds to just sort of give people radio stations yeah. <laughs> we're reliant on them being invested enough to get the funds together themselves so most of the stations we've set up are still running but i also think it's really important not to see a radio project or a radio station as only successful if it's still running because it may have been needed at a time so we've set up stations for example in humanitarian in humanitarian disasters or after emergencies uh, natural disasters should i say where you know you need a radio station because all the other infrastructures have gone out like after typhoon haiyan in the philippines we built an emergency radio station and it was on the air for three months it helped people find lost loved ones it helped people you know find out what was going on where the relief services were um, and just to give them company when everything else was just it looked like Godzilla had come through and destroyed the entire area but it's no longer in the air, on the air because now they're back on their feet it so, served its purpose um, 
But sustainability is a difficult one with community radio, and, and trying to find funds to make your radio station work is a, is a real challenge. So I can only give people advice, you know, in terms of what's out there. There are a number of ways to make it work, whether it's with donor funding or if there's charities that want to run health campaigns in your specific area, they'll pay for airtime. A big problem for advertisers is that if you're working in really rural, quite poor areas, yeah. no one has any money to to spend on, on your product yeah so yeah. why would you invest why would you pay for advertising on a radio station so that's a tricky one and when I was just looking at the map of your different projects on your website I was quite interested in you know the proliferation of like where they are for example you have quite a lot in Africa but let's say none in China so I was quite interested in you know the different conditions that make it susceptible to have community radio and yeah just a bit about that yeah I mean the model of waiting for people to come to you when they want a radio means that we're not out there looking for you know places to proliferate with radio stations China obviously there's a certain amount of control over the media there whether it's okay to make to have community radio whether there is licensing available it makes a huge difference to whether we can work there so we haven't been working in Russia we haven't been working in China we haven't worked in Zimbabwe we haven't worked in places where there's no FF licensing available for independent broadcasters I think we ended up working a lot in Africa because I guess partly because we've got reputation there partly because we must rank highly on Google across (laughs) Africa Um, and in Latin America they've got their own you know versions of Radioactive who are setting up radio stations we're kind of not far away in terms of you know you can go to Africa quite easily from London and yeah we just end up with a lot of requests from there so um, I'd like to go and explore other parts of the world as well but that tends to be where I end up going most and in 2019 UNESCO is celebrating radio's potential for promoting and maintaining tolerance dialogue and peace have these aims been central to your work or um, incidental and what other sort of aims and goals are important to your work yeah I I think definitely those aims have been central Um, I mean the the main you know the idea of promoting positive change is quite a subjective aim and it's in the eye of the beholder but if we're trying to give people the tools to, to, to improve their lives how they want to then it's you know the idea that the positive change would be positive for them generally peace and dialogue and tolerance are things that we're you know that people want in the areas where they're trying to improve their lives i think dialogue is a really important one because in communities where you've got you know many different conflicting kind of desires or different conflicting groups a platform for dialogue is key to avoid you know people misunderstanding what each other which you know what the other groups are thinking i work quite a lot with an organization called Okapi Consulting and they specialize in radio for peace building. They've set up a radio station in Sierra Leone after the conflict, after the UN mission actually left. The UN said, right, we're going we're gonna to support an ongoing radio station to promote dialogue and peace um, as a key tool for, you know, for, those, for those aims because they saw the value in having a media, you know, a medium that people can trust, that provides, you know, reliable, trustworthy information, and and in a situation where you don't know what's going on, peace can quickly deteriorate. So since then, they've worked in the Congo. They set up Radio Akapi, 
um, which works all the way along the eastern Congo and has been uh, attributed with you know promoting peace for obviously the, the the conflict's still there to a certain extent but it's been successful in some ways and then in um, they worked in Central, Afri- Central African Republic in Sudan and in Somalia and setting up radio stations and we're currently running a project around the Lake Chad Basin okay. which is um, you've got northern northwestern Chad Nigeria and Niger and Cameroon so the area where Boko Haram yeah. are based and they're running a radio station which I've been involved in which is to try and provide a sort of platform for a pe- for discussion for dialogue for just providing reliable information for mm. that that whole population there's something like 11 million people there with no radio in their language and so this there's only three hours a day at the moment in their language but that's something and from there hopefully we can build so yeah I think radio plays a key role in just providing a platform for for all the different players to come together and and share what they think and what's going on with them so you mentioned um youth projects that you're doing here in london with k2k in other regions or in other places what is the engagement with uh youth and radio have you worked on you know some projects including young people yeah i've worked over the years with the mst in brazil the landless work rural workers movement and so they set up communities again a bit like the first project did in honduras they work with land as farmers to find abandoned land and set up new communities and yep. try and give people a chance to prosper in an air, in you know in areas rural brazil where often they're being exploited by big landowners and they're very successful at that they've set up communities for one and a half million people across brazil and then they they also then fight for their rights so their rights to um safe water education health uh, even housing but what happens is the some of the biggest landowners in brazil also own the media and so they've been painting the mst as these terrorists that are you know just nothing but thieves and you know saboteurs and everything else so um often they'll set up a community and just next to it are existing communities where they think oh no the mst are here they're gonna you know rob us and steal and they're just you know that they're all thieves and everything and so the mst have to kind of respond now they don't get licenses unfortunately so they set up pirate radio stations in their communities just to talk about who they are and say you know we're normal people we're just trying to set up communities here so that we can survive so that we can live and they've also got very progressive ideas around organic farming around collective decision making around so many other aspects of life that they want to share yeah and so they use their radio stations to do that to promote different ideals um and another side is, of course, that in a village in the middle of nowhere, there's not that much for young people to do. Yeah. Now, some of the most successful communities that were set up in the 70s, all the children have gone to university in the city and don't come back to work on the farms that their parents worked so hard. You know, some of them were killed in trying to defend this land that yeah. they occupied and built. And so you get the situation where you know for a farm to carry on you need the next generation to take it on 
So community radio in those situations can be a place where young people can come and play music and get involved and feel like, oh yeah, you know, it's not just, I'm not just on the farm with yeah. nothing going on. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, a lot of the stuff we've done there is training young people and getting them involved in, the, in their radio stations. Yeah, so another um, youth project that I thought was worth mentioning was in South Africa. I work with an organization called the Waterberg Welfare Society in Limpopo province, in, in Falvata in Limpopo province. And so they started out as an HIV clinic um, supporting people with HIV and then they realized that they didn't want to be doing the same thing for the next generation so they just started a youth project to try and you know encourage young people to you know whether it's through safer sex or just just to understand what they were at risk of and then through that project which started off with you know all sorts of different things activities basketball it you know everything they thought you know what we really need to do we need a community radio you know to reach the whole area because people are coming from a much wider area than just that we're going to the youth club um and so i went out there we, we built a radio station in a container in their on their compound and then they hired um the local hip-hop MCs and house producers because you know people in Southern Africa are very into their house yeah. I'm sure you know yeah. <laughs> and so we then turned the radio studio into a recording studio as well and produced some hip hop and some house tracks and they have a a, a gig rig which is a, a truck that turns into a stage and they drive it around and then do performances with the MCs and the um, the DJs and then we play these tracks that kind of have messages inside and then we talk about them and, and do like little radio dramas and performances. Um, and then, yeah, they have this radio station now that reaches the area and um, they've had a, a, a definitely noticeable difference in terms of the amount of you know, people coming in with HIV, not just because of that project. I think, you know, there's been a, a sustained campaign over many years, um, but this has definitely been part of it. So that's a project where it's very much youth focused you know it's young people running the radio station and it's the only community radio for that area as well so it's not just serving the NGO and what they're doing it's it's you know serving the whole area super cool so just to close are there any projects that you're excited for for this year like what's coming up what's next yeah I'm working on a project I'm about to go to Mauritania and to Senegal and Mali and Burkina Faso and Niger in the next month which is really exciting working on a project all about promoting dialogue and, and tolerance and peace for the G5 security area which is the Sahel region those five countries and Chad those four countries and Chad you know there's a lot of economic marginalization shall I say in those areas and people are worried about the potential for extremism in those areas and so we're trying to look at providing a radio service that might you know give people a, a voice give people a, a place where they can voice some of their concerns um and so yeah i've got to go out there and, and see what we can do to try and cover this massive area with radio and, and make it an actually you know viable service that people want to listen to and, and can participate in so that's the main project i'm looking at coming up now and there's a few others in the pipeline but yeah it should be an exciting year cool maybe you can let the listeners know how to find you or contact you yeah, sure. So another thing we do is set up radio studios here in London. If you want to have your own online radio studio, you can get in touch. We'll help you set it up. Um, or if you want to get involved in a radio project abroad, we run a volunteer scheme for radio producers and presenters to go and spend a couple of weeks in a community radio 
in you know many other parts of the world whether it's in Africa or in Asia or in Latin America um, you can get in touch through our website which is radioactive.org.uk or you can email me at max at radioactive.org.uk fantastic thank you so much Max you're welcome thank you for having me good luck with your project cheers <laughs>